SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. Because this is bound to be somewhat a heated call, especially in the light of South Africans being taxed more than they probably can afford in a time where tax, if anything, should be relaxed. The lines to call, because I expect them to really team, is 011-482-1510. Let's break it down. Joburg, 482-1510. That's the number to dial to get onto the platform to express your thoughts on ESCOM finally getting their green light to increase electricity rates by as much as 15% for the 20 as with effect from of course april 2021 so it will be the financial year 21 22 mr kumede is on the line a member of nersa the regulatory um, authority for the purposes of electricity hikes and energy regulation in the country at large Dada, good evening thank you so much for your time good evening Sonia. how are you i'm i'm okay you didn't start too well with that uh uh, your, your narration of what happened in Asilometo. But yeah, I'm okay. Excellent. It's, but it's necessary to have those dis- discussions, right? It's necessary to, to highlight these issues because they are affecting real lives in this country of gross inequality. Correct. You're supposed to, you guys are supposed to be where, where we fail. You're supposed to be the conscience of the nation. You're doing your job. I appreciate that. So thank you so much. Thank you. Let's talk about something else which would be seriously affecting the nation. This can't be good news for the consumer. This can't be good news for households. They are battling load shedding. They are battling increased unemployment. The anxiety around COVID, it hasn't gone away. We are in the second wave. And now another increase, as much as 15%, with effect from what? Just short on two months from now? It must be heavy. Yes, it is, unfortunately. Talk to us now. How do we get to this point where... The electricity is increasing by as much as 15%. This despite a time in the country where, if anything, consumers were hoping for a maintenance of the rates, if not a drop. Why this route? Talk to us from the litigation between yourselves and ESCOM, the settlement that you would settle on, and the fact that this 15% increase can now it take place as from April. Okay. I think... I want to explain things this way. And it's a, it, it is, and for the regulator, this is the most painful balancing act that the regulator is called upon to do. That mm. on one end, you have an entity which, is got, which has got a monopoly. So anybody who, um, any business that would have a monopoly would say, wow, I would never go under. I would never be short of cash because I've got guaranteed clients. This is a grudge purchase. Everybody needs energy, specifically electricity. So I'll always have a market. And these people have got nowhere to go. And they'll say, there's no reason an entity like that should ever have a negative um, um, cash flow or should ever see itself with with a loss. However, it does. Mm. And unfortunately, a lot of the things uh, it, it finds itself in 2020, in, 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 in the last three or four years, in a position which has been worse than in 2014, 15, and 16, and 17, whatever, when 
most of the bad decisions were made. Unfortunately, those bad decisions of many years are coming through now. That is, there were costs in terms of capital expenditure. Um, uh, you know, we, we basically, if, if, if corruption looted anything else in, in, in South Africa, it looted ESCOM more. But now you're now sitting with people who are coming over and saying, so what do I do with this? I'm sitting with a balance sheet. I'm owing, I'm owing uh, funders. I need to pay. I'm getting a revenue, but it's not enough to cover all my expenses. That's on one end. But at the same time, you're sitting with consumers who are saying, well, if we had said that to me six years ago, when the price was 50 cents per kilowatt hour, I, I may have been understandable. If they had said that to me when we didn't have a recession, I would, I would actually be understandable if there was no COVID. But I'm facing unemployment and all of this. Now, the regulator has to sit here and say, how do I balance this interest? At one end, you have an entity that requires money. It surely does. And on one end, on the other hand, you've got consumers that can't afford and the regulator needs to come in the middle and find a settlement. That is where we are. Specifically in relation to this particular dispute, because I know it's still for the most part subjudicated because there is an appeal that you have launched at the Supreme Court of Appeal. For those who are not following the litigation, who simply know that as from April 2021, they have to find an extra 15% for their electricity. What can you tell the listeners in relation to the dispute that is still live in the Supreme Court of Appeal between NERSA and ESCOM and how this temporary settlement of 10 billion rand of ESCOM's allowable revenue in 2021 to now come through and affect this 15%. Okay. Yes, the matter is still before uh, the Supreme Court of Appeal. Uh, we are appealing um, the, the decision of the High Court to substitute our decision by one of its own. However, I want to start by saying this. There were errors that were made in the past, and errors were made on both sides. Errors on one side to 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 for to load costs for the entity to be to have got costs to to have put in costs there that were not correct costs. But on the other hand, then when when a particular decision, for instance, by a shareholder to then say, "Well, I understand that this has happened. I'd like to support you in a particular way," NASA made a particular decision, doing it in good faith doing it, wanting to assist the, 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 uh, the consumers, and then said, I'll recognize this government grant in a particular way. Unfortunately, uh, that was at the beginning of what we call the MYPD4, the, the multi-year trusting regime that started in 2020. Now, the, the issue, though, is that what was in, in, in 2019, sorry. So the issue now was then to say, now that has happened, it needs to be corrected, the right way to do would have been to, for the judge to then say, Nessa, you add, take this decision, review it, and make and come up with the right decision. So that's what we are appealing. However, there, are, there were mistakes made. Now, in, in solving those mistakes, which, and I like to always point this, we're solving those mistakes that were done many years ago, but solving them so many years later, we can't just, it can't just be, a, a, a replacement 
you know, we, 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 if, if we, had, we, had, we, had, we had used the 23 billion rand grant inappropriately to just then replace the 23 billion rand in this, in this year, that would be inappropriate. So the, the way to go about it is that NASA and ESCOM need to sit down, actually with, with stakeholders, and negotiate something that would be workable for the economy, but that's also workable for, for ESCOM. So that process is what we started. So the 10 billion rand is actually a settlement which is, uh, which I must admit was facilitated by Minister Pravin Godan. We thank him for that. Um, is, is a settlement that the colleagues sit down and talk about this. We need to consider the economy as well as consider ESCOM. And that's where this, this amount um, and, and, and came up. But of course, we still need to have a whole lot more engagements going forward. And, and, and these engagements somehow now are going to be stifled for the time that the SCA is considering your decision. There are some figures that I just want you to discuss with us, please, and just yes. sort of settle as concerns. First of all, you need to explain to the listener what this multi-year price determination is and how it affects the 69 billion rand claim that ESCOM has or that you have insofar as it relates to the 69 billion less the 10 billion that has now been made available this 59 billion balance is subject to the sa process I'm, I'm mentioning these figures because as i was trying to read this i was a little confused and i'm indebted to your being here these figures 10 billion 69 billion 59 billion explain that and what the court is ultimately going to find sca at least in terms of your application before it explain that please in the light of what the multi-year price determination is and how it is affected by these figures okay maybe can i start by just explaining what this multi-year pricing determination is? sure uh, the, the mypd which is which is short for that is in fact a pricing mechanism which was put to to ensure that we, we have a predictable pl- price pass going forward so what it is is actually a forward-looking price. So, like anything that is based, which is which is which is forward-looking, is based on assumptions. Mm. And and there are two parts to those assumptions. There are, there are assumptions in terms of cost, how the costs are going to be, and therefore, if because uh, in terms of our law, section 15, it says an efficient an efficient licensee should be guaranteed that it will recoup all of its efficient costs and a return. So that is how, so what it does, we then translate those costs into a revenue that is expected. Mm. However, because this revenue is collected in terms of kilowatt hours from people who are purchasing, there is an estimate of what the sales are going to be. Yes. So, so we then divide that. And so what you see is when we announce a, a, a tariff, for instance, it's announced now a tariff to uh, ESCOM is going to be uh, 134 per kilowatt hour. In fact, is nothing more than just that expected revenue mm. divided by the as- assumed um, uh, sales. Unfortunately, like in any in any commodity, there is a link between the price of the commodity and the and, and the say and and the volume that is sold. So our assumption is that the volumes that are projected are gonna are going to be realized. But we know that in the past six years or so, the ESCOM volume has been declining. As the price has been going up, the volumes have been declining. Therefore, the revenue that they are seeking has, in fact, been declining. So the way it normally works is that when the costs are presented, especially the appearance test is that we can only, we can only recognize X 
a, a, a particular number as, mm. as your cost and translate it into revenue. Mm. The rest of it, you're going to find ways of covering yourself. Mm-hmm. Then there are other issues that come up of cash flows, and they're in a cash flow crunch, and then government said, look, we'll, we'll give you 23 billion rand per annum to assist you with the repayment uh, of, of, of loans, which are the government grant, right? So unfortunately, we, because again, of the steep increases that were being sought in terms of the revenue, uh, there was a, a decision, rightfully or wrongly, that actually then said, no, but we can use this government money to support consumers and recognize it and take it off in terms of what your expected revenue we're going to take off the 69 billion over three years, of course. We're going to take off the, the, the 69 billion. That was the decision that was taken. Now, the question is, what's the correct decision? It, and, and, of course, the court said, no, your decision with the regulator was irrational because it wasn't based on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a methodology. Therefore, the right thing to do would have been to set that decision aside and send it back to the regulator to say, go fix it. Because in fixing it, you may have to make other decisions because we need to still have this balancing act be- between what the consumer can afford and what ESCOM requires. So that is what is before the, 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 um, the, the SCA. So it's not the $69 billion that's before the SCA. It's that decision to not revert, to, to not to, um, uh, to, to, to review, uh, to, to not remit that decision back to NASA. That is what is before the SCA. Very well. Some legalese here. I hope you did get that. I tried to play set this conversation because we certainly can get lost. So he will repeat it. It's the decision not... It's essentially the fact that nurses' powers have been constrained. Am I getting it right? It's the fact that you are not exercising your powers that you have taken the matter to the SCA. So... After the ad break, we're going to take a short ad break. After the ad break, we've got Scully in Durban, KGM now in Orania, and Anonymous in KZN to breathe light into their experience and their views. But what does not change is that ESCOM has got the green light to increase electricity by 15% as from April 2021. If you want to participate, please do call Johannesburg 482 1510. That's the new number we are working with until further notice. After the break, Scully, you're on. Good evening, Scully. Good evening to you, Sengezo. Thank you for taking my call. Happy birthday to Sisleko. God bless her and many, many returns of the day. Uh, Sisleko, my point is, man, you know, we're living in South Africa. We have our own coal that is cold here, you know, mined here. Why are we paying so much? You know, listening to your guests there, man. Ah, man, you know, you must see our 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 uh, 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 the, uh, lights are watchable, you know, everything. Hey, man, it's so confusing that, you know, you don't know what to do. And people are paying thousands of rent for a simple house, you know. Um, our water consumption, and as for the electricity, whew, um, you know, and, and, and at this time of, 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 of the world, of the world, what the world is going through, people losing jobs, people on the street, there's no 350 anymore, blah, blah. Uh, how are people going to survive? And and here we have an increase, you know, 15%, God. Uh, we're mining coal here. Why do we go pay so much for rent? Have a good evening. You'll be the judge, Sanjay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Scully. 
Yeah, Scully, you are really not happy tonight. You even butchered my name a couple of times. Just remember, it is Songhezo. Let's move on. KGM in Orania. Hey, Sungiso. What's happening? Sungiso. <laughs> Good evening. Very naughty there, KGM, but I'll take it. I appreciate your calling. What's happening, man? Uh, uh, good evening to you and and to your guests and the, and the listeners. Look, I I I always put it to to us collectively, but let me put it to to those in in, in the know with with knowledge that they have. Um, there's a reason why the poor are subsidizing the wealthy in many instances, but in this case, with electricity. There's a reason why small medium and micro enterprises are subsidizing multinationals with electricity. And whenever we come with these notions of explanations that don't make sense, trying to explain a systematic relations of us as black people, we, we, we always sound or want to believe or to be believed to sound knowledgeable and clever. But the truth of the matter is simple. We are still in the system that was never meant to benefit us as the majority in in the main so escom is 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 still is will continue to be until we we change how it was structured it still operates the same way that it was meant to operate and that's why we are disadvantaged now nersa escom all these uh, uh, co co um the term has, has just eluded me, but they work together. This so-called negotiations going to court, it's immaterial. The, the point is, if indeed the so-called constitutional right of having electricity and, and having the basic amenities, electricity being one of them, if that was true, the, the judiciary would be defending, protecting, and making sure that that is taken good care of. Now, to have the elite go and argue about the profit margins and, and ignore the fact that we are subsidizing uh, the, with the wealthy, it, it will never make sense. So can your guest take me and, and other listeners into confidence and tell us, was the structure that we found so-called inherited ESCOM with, was it dismantled or are we still operating on the parameters on the same structure that we found and how is it different for us to even say we're taking anybody mm. to court for that matter very well so in other words what of escom that we inherited still remains that is part of the challenge that escom and its relationship of course with the regulator and its major shareholder is now a vestige of the past from which we cannot move is that essentially the encapsulation of your question kgm Absolutely. You've you well. got it right, Songhez. Yes. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Um, Mr. Gumeda has got that. Anonymous in KZN, your thoughts, please. Uh, okay, good evening to you and your guest, Songhez. Uh, I just want to say, you know what, life is going to become even more difficult. The lady just nearly wanted to commit suicide because she can't meet her commitments. But things are so tight and would have left her two uh, children uh, or, you know, orphans. And, uh, uh, you know, they're saying 15% song has a 15% increase and 15% VAT is 30%. That's the amount that people are going to pay on their accounts. It's not just 15%. And, uh, and, and, the, mini- the, and the people that are most affected is the unemployed and the FASA pensioners. I'm not referring to government pensioners. They get a fat cat salary right? uh, for the rest of their lives, and the wives will get for the rest of their lives too until their uh, demise. 
So I am saying that the, uh, the Black Sash and, uh, and Friends of the Court and other people also must please, many times I've been speaking about this, but you know, my one voice never gets heard. But if, uh, if the Black Sash and everyone else act together for the Sasa pensioners, then only because we are the ones who are feeling the pinch. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anonymous in KZN, let's go to Mukupane Sello. Good evening. It's been a while. Thanks, but I'm listening as always. Thank you. Good Look, man. Yes, I, I will answer KTM. The system that ESCOM um, is still on it now, it is the apartheid system. And the guest there, I think, knows that. And, and it does it. We still have. Uh, on green contracts that people don't want to talk about it, including your guest there. Now, my point is, here we are as a country trying to debate something that has been a clear cut between ESCOM and NASA. The ESCOM is going to get um, that 15% from us, the poor, of the poorest, and then they are still going to court for what? What, what are they going to gain there? To waste our money again as taxpayer for nothing. ESCOM, as we speak, people owe ESCOM billions of friends. People stole from ESCOM billions of friends. Why can't ESCOM go after these guys, recoup the money that they owed, and maybe people go to jail from this? We, 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 we have been debating this kind of the very same ESCOM issue since I'm from grade 12, because I've been here on, on radio listening, debating, but nothing changed, Songeza. Politicians don't listen to us. People like your guest there, he is just, yeah, he's just doing his work, just to answer a question and then go back and sleep. What about people who integrate? What about people who don't have electricity as we speak? But we, 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 we are saying we have the best constitution in the whole world. What a nonsense is this? Okay, well, give him an opportunity to respond. What nonsense is this? That's the final response coming through from the listeners. How do you reply? Is this nonsense? If it is, what nonsense is it in Zanj? Okay, I, I think, can I, can I first answer, Kali, because it's actually a simple um, question that, that he's asking. We've got calls. Um, unfortunately, as you would know, there is a drive to clean up the environment. That we are just, uh, we inherited the, envi- um, the environment from our ancestors. It was in a particular state and hopefully would live it in a better, in a similar or better state than we had found it. And this is, there, are, there is there is a drive, it's a global drive to try to do that. And clearly coal contributes to the dirtying of the environment. So yes, that's our endowment. To the extent that we, 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 we exploit our, our endowments for the benefit of, I'm, I'm assuming for the benefit of the population, is that we need to be also to be conscious of the damage we may be doing to the environment and do our best to try to do that. And diversity, and diversity of energy of energy sources is one way of doing that. And also there are renewable sources anyway. We are saying if we can capture the sun and capture the wind and still get the, the same energy, we should, be, we should embrace that, all of us. But that's one part. So, the, and, and, and that is a good agenda for anybody. Now, that, that, that's clear. But KG, let, let me go back to you. I mean, the question that he's asking 
are we still on the same structure? Can I explain it this way? That the economies in Africa, most of them, they may have all sorts of endowments, but the one thing that they lack is infrastructure, of which electricity is fundamental as an infrastructure. Mm. This economy had in electricity as an infrastructure. And in fact, as early as late as 2008, we actually, ESCOM, had a revenue of some 43 billion rand. That's what we paid ESCOM, 43 billion rand, or somewhere around that number. And they made a profit from that. And the electricity price was less than 18 cents per kilowatt hour. Fast forward 10 years later, at 200 billion rand, ESCOM can't make a profit. Why is that? So the issue is not so much the structure. The structure in terms of building infrastructure. Any, any economy which does not invest in, in infrastructure as an, an, an economy does not develop. You need to have roads. You need to have electricity. You need to have water. And you need to have sewage, for instance. Those are the basic things. But to invest in them in a manner that is not going to burden the consumer, that is the challenge. And the challenge we faced in the last 10 years is that people, again, that's the issue here, people did steal. Unfortunately, our legal system works such that until some, something is proven in court, you can't, it, it becomes an allegation. And in fact, in our, in our constitution as NASA, we can only work based on facts and evidence. One person said, why, you, you as NASA, have you not gone and investigated yourself? You always say that Midupi should have been built by for, uh, uh, 50 billion. Hey, let's not talk built. about Midupi and Kusile, hey? This is going yes, to rile people I'm, up the wrong way. Yes, no, I'm just saying that there, there are lots of such costs, that there were escalation. There was, a, there was one that, that, that was raised by the CEO himself uh, last week about a village supposed to be built for 260 million, ended up being built for 840, and is still not occupied. Now, there were lots of such escalations. How do you attribute that so-and-so stole money and you send that person to jail? There is a legal process. There is on the commission, there is the SIU. Until those investigations are concluded, it's impossible to send anybody to jail. But once those have been concluded and, 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 and we can now say X amount of money uh, was, was overcharged, then we, the regulator can recoup that money on behalf of, of consumers. But as a regulator, you, you are not there for ESCOM. As a regulator, you are there to balance the interests, the many competing interests of everybody, your businesses, the supplier, the monopoly supplier, ESCOM, as well as me, the ordinary person who is paying. But especially that one who is in need of this government subsidies in electricity, for instance, because they are indigent or otherwise fall within the bracket where they cannot pay. That mandate is critical, but you have highlighted some of the challenges. An inflation of prices here, certain municipalities not paying, certain big businesses enjoying evergreen contracts that are 40 years old and will still be in there at that rate for another 10 years. You've got a community, Soweto residents. I mean, it's been a discussion for the longest time, since the 90s. They have not been paying, or if they are, they are paying for next to nothing for the services they are getting. NERSA. What are you doing about all of these challenges? Because a tariff increase is never going to be a solution. It's only a matter of time before the penny drops on the community and it becomes a scorched earth policy and everybody loses. How 
are NASA empowered in such a way as to put ESCOM to terms from which terms no derogation is allowed such that they can actually get to work and do what they're supposed to do, one. Two, on the other hand, because you are an independent body of government, these independent power producers, they really should be on the ground to circumvent some of these challenges that we are getting because we are solely reliant on ESCOM. And it is not fair for those who are on the renewable energy space, off the grid, so to speak, to be paying the price that people who are on the grid are paying for when they've made the investment to leave altogether anything to do with ESCOM. Surely we can expect more from NERSA, and we should be getting more, but or not? Yes, we are. I mean, I, I guess, look, um, the, the fact of the matter, let, let's just look at this case, the $10 billion settlement versus the, the $23 billion which I sought. It was, it, it, it was, we actually had to settle on, on something. So it was about a balancing act. Yes, ESCOM needed the money, but you were saying that you can't shock the economy and actually introduce $23 billion. So there was a settlement for 10, for instance. That's part of the, of the conversation. There is an incorrect uh, uh, narrative, though, that I need to correct about uh, the small uh, subsidizing large. Unfortunately, in any basic infrastructure, anything that is a network industry, that doesn't quite work that way. It's normally the large businesses that actually take the bulk of the cost, and it's called a critical mass. Once they have taken the bulk, then you can then leverage that and actually connect other people. So, in fact, for many years, the big business has been the ones that are subsidizing the small guys. We can have another debate on this, and I can give you the numbers. That's number one. Number two, there's a story that is building up that says people that are off-grid are actually paying more for electricity. The answer to that is no. It's just that when people that are off-grid, they, unless somebody has got a battery, they're backing themselves up. When the sun doesn't shine, they need to tap onto the grid. Then the issue that the question is, do they tap, at what price do they tap, tap in the grid? At the moment, they're tapping at exactly the same price that everybody else is tapping, right? Because the issue then, the question that we have to ask, though, is that ESCOM therefore becomes, or the rest of us who are on the grid, are, are now providing backup for people that when they are, when, they, when everything is going well, they're not paying for this infrastructure. But when, they, when there is no uh, electricity, they know that they, they, when, there is no, when, when there is no sunshine, they know that they've got a backup. So all of us are actually protecting. Now you have to ask yourself, where is the fairness in that? Um, um, there's the conversations that we still need to have to say what should be the backup price, and especially a backup price that will promote people to then have their own batteries, because that's the idea. They should actually have their own batteries. But you need to price it, that backup, such that battery technology can then be supported. Okay, I'm going to have to leave it there, Mr. Gumeta. Thank you so much for your time. Unfortunately, we haven't nearly exhausted at least even half of the issues I was hoping to. There are a lot of SMSs that have come through. And just for clarity's sake, I'm going to read them out. But I'm going to release you for now. Thank you so much. But please talk to my producers in terms of when you can come back because this conversation clearly, clearly on the evidence of what we've spoken about and more especially what we have not talked about, it needs to happen again before April 2021.
Indeed, 2042, everybody, we have to move on the conversation. I will read some of those messages out, messages that you have sent at the top of the new hour. For now, let's take a short ad break before we are joined by the CEO of the Chemical Industries Education and Training Authority, that's Chieta, Mr. Yashen Pillay.